This is the Land Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Whitetail Properties Real Estate. We're your hosts, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. This is your weekly resource for habitat management, wildlife management, and recreational real estate. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome back, guys. It's Land and Legacy Podcast. It's once again great to uh, be right here recording another one. I'm 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 sitting in the backyard once again. All the lights are off. It's late at night. We're going hunting in the morning, and so yep. we're gonna knock this baby out and uh, and and get in the stand because it is official. You know, I'm looking in my backyard right now, and there's a lot of post oak leaves on the ground. There is a cold front. The first like. You know, there's going to be ice on some water puddles uh, in the next yeah. two days, especially in the valleys here where we're at in southern Missouri. I, ch- I checked, I don't know, half hour ago, and our low for Wednesday morning, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, that's 22. And I know this cold front is widespread throughout a lot of portions of the country. Um, so it's coming. And it's yeah. it's crazy that our first frost is going to be this intense, but here we go. We're uh-huh. we're going to hit it hard and just knock it out. We're going to lose a lot of leaves in the process. Yep. And and if it's going to be 22 on the upland sites, it's going to be in the teens in the valleys. And there's Absolutely. going to be some tree or there's going to be some uh, wing stem, yes, um, weed, Johnson grass, a lot of herbaceous plants. Uh, and grasses, summer grass, Cerisa lespedeza, a lot of plants are going to get hammered. Um, it's going to be a big shock to the system. Yeah, you're going to see some uh, jack frost and yep. uh, probably lots of jack frost because, you know, this is going to be, this is an earlier hard frost than last year. And, um, by far. And, by, by you know, probably. last year it was, when, when was it? My gosh, mid-November? I was going to say between the 12th to 14th, something like that last year. Peak breeding, which you'll talk about on this podcast. but um, Almost early, earlier than last year. Yeah, and so a lot earlier, and I think the system, the, the, the natural world is going to get hammered here. Uh, in the words of uh, one of my, you know, we listen to the Unashamed podcast a good bit. I, I, it seems like I kind of catch it in spurts right now. But uh, the one of my favorite ones is when Phil says he doesn't mow his grass because the frost will get it. <laughs> There's going to be some grass that doesn't need cutting anymore after tomorrow and Tuesday uh, with these frosts coming. So um, it's exciting, man. I I know a lot of people are are, uh, hunting hard. We haven't hunted hard yet um, for for many reasons, but reason number one ultimately means there just hasn't been the time to strike. And why burn days on – why burn – hunt days on days when it's not time to strike then and rather than just wait get everything caught up i am almost caught up on all my work for consulting and reports which i didn't think was going to happen earlier in the summer um for as busy as my life was (laughs) with kids and babies and diapers and it was just like i'm never going to get caught up again i'm going to be for i'm going to be behind on consults forever and i i'm Almost done, and uh, with one, and then I'm on my Florida trip that happened just a few days ago. So I'll be done, caught up, and ready to hunt hard. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to to this time, and it feels like, like there's a, there's a lot of anticipation. We'll we'll probably preface this um, 
kind of what we're going into the the time frame of more intense hunting it's coming a little bit earlier this year feels like it just due to the fact of these really intense cold fronts that we got we had one about a week i think it was a week ago and then now we're, we're looking at one starting for the next three days um and we're gonna get cold fronts all the time in october but this just is seems to be super intense but in in relation to that um we're seeing a lot more activity and deer that are right on the cusp of kind of if you will breaking through on patterns that are going to mm-hmm. be very predictable going into lots of scraping behavior from middle of october into late we get these cold fronts it's like holy cow these deer like they're they're coming in to very huntable killable locations um at dark or or just after is like yeah. what's going to happen with this cold front how much increase of activity are we going to see are we going to turn you know that 30 minute movement earlier right like what what really is going to come of it but i know you guys are staring down um real nice buck and he's doing kind of exactly what um thought would happen with maybe a few different tweaks but like it it's it's becoming very consistent that he is showing up on several scrapes and it's like yep you know when the time to strike and it's very very soon no doubt yeah we're you know the the we were kind of trying to figure out where to hunt tomorrow because to, uh, no shame in it I'm, tomorrow's my first day hunting missouri um of the of the year which is quite shocking that we're halfway through October and I haven't got in the stand yet, but my gosh, I'm, this is the busiest time of my life. Um, these, these years right now. So it's like, oh, that's that, that, that goes with the territory, tiny kids and building business and trying to continue to operate. And yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. And, and not only that, like there was, there's been twice where I thought about going, but there was other things that had to get caught up and like, uh, I think I mentioned it before, but like my grandma's not doing great, so spent last weekend longer at her house than expected, so we didn't hunt. And then um, there was another day that we were thinking about it, and it was just like you know the wind's not picked up, and um, let's just let's just work on cameras. Let's go and do this and and uh, this uh, whatever. Let's look jack with the cows, move them around, or whatever. Plan out grazing for the fall, and. Um, when we started doing that, I was like, well, we're not hunting, but at least we know we're not going in there and blowing them out, which I think is there, what happens a lot when you hunt early season without really much of a hunch of what, what to do. Yeah. There, there's a, um, there's a podcast that is brewing really strongly, um, in, in my head and it's going to be, it's going to involve Greg and Casey, um, as well. One of those podcasts, hope you guys are enjoying those with them. Um, but it's all about just the discipline of when to hunt and when not to hunt and making those tough decisions. And, and essentially that's what a lot of this is boiling down to. Um, there's a property that I lease and it doesn't hardly ever summer a buck. And in this time frame, mid October and through the rut, it's picks up and picks up at a very steep curve and haven't stepped foot on it except to just adjust some cameras and make sure they're lined out and got batteries and um, are over the locations that they need to be. And luckily last four days or so um, had quite a bit of activity, um, definitely pick up and a deer that it's worth pursuing show up. It's like, well, 
you know, would I was asking myself questions like if you gone in there just kind of exploratory hunting around to see if your cameras are not getting everything, what what would be the not result of that, but like would we still will we see the same movement later in October and November with the added pressure? And the answer is probably no, right? It would, it would have an impact on that farm. Um, so just trying to be disciplined and not put pressure where it doesn't need to be. And same thing for you guys on this deer. You guys could have hunted, but just the odds or the the, the chance, the percentage is just low on those days. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, we've got that podcast. Hopefully that will come um, in, in good time for everyone to be able to learn from. Um, but there is definitely a building of, of anticipation happening right now. No doubt. Yep. Yep. And before we kick it off, though, we want to thank one of our partners to help make this podcast come to you guys each and every week uh, for free. Um, and that is on X and on X maps. Um, I know for a fact, as we say it so many times, but it's it's interesting. I bet we use it way differently than a lot of people just from we use it every day for work. And we now we use it all the time for hunting. Um, yeah. And, and so it's just like almost a, if you probably, <laughs> you know, what's funny is it's not true. So I'm not even going to try to lie to you, but it would almost be, it would not come as a shock to look at my screen time on my phone and to see the apps that I use the most that are draining the battery the most to see that on X is probably my top three. And there's oh. a lot of days, like on a consult day, where it is. it's the number one app I'm using. But then there's yep. other days where I would say, well, I'm probably on, you know, Instagram or Google Mail app more than Onyx, but it's probably used way more than most people. That's how much we rely on that app. And uh, if you guys, I know there's guys that a lot of times this time of year are looking to renew it because you bought it during hunting season. And if you're getting ready to renew, make sure you use the code LEGACY20 for 20% off. And I would strongly recommend for a lot of our listeners that are now planning Western hunts, especially our clients, I'm talking to you, uh, go ahead and upgrade to the elite status where you get all 50 states. Um, You get uh, all kinds of different packages. You get all the goodies for each state, um, which was phenomenal to look at when I was in Utah on that hunt. Matt, you there? I'm here. Oh, okay, I was like, radio silence. Now's your time to plug it, but everybody gets it. Legacy 20 <laughs> here's, here's at OnX. I like OnX. Yeah. <laughs> I use it a ton. Yeah, so <laughs> there you go. Legacy 20 at OnX in the App Store. All right. Um, do you want to – this is kind of your topic, so do you want to <laughs> lay the groundwork for this one? Yeah, I, I, I always love – this time of the year when you start scrolling through social media and there's so many, you know, different outlets to be able to gather that information and long-term forecasts um, regarding the rut and behavior or days, like particular days. And maybe even comes out in September, early October sometimes, but you see like particular days of maybe it's people interviewed or just writers beginning to try and document and make predictions of of the rut for 2022 right so they're 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 saying things that are going to be happening um on particular days and um it's like 
it always makes me scratch my head to say, what do they know that I don't, or what are they making up? Because <laughs> like, how, how, how can you just call out that one day and say, because of the moon phase that this is going to happen? Like, if you listen to the podcast enough, we are very much basing our information on what research and what science says and, and just general basic deer biology, deer behavior. And um, to be able to write things like that and the affirmation that goes along with that rut predictions, it just kind of makes you giggle a little bit of like, how, how are we doing this? So yeah. what we, what we want to do <clears throat> this week is really, if you will, make our rut produ- uh, predictions for 2022 and how we go about, let's say, thinking through the different phases and talking about what's occurring there and realizing the true factors that influence this. There's not a day, there's not a specific, like, um, <clears throat> November 2nd is going to be better than the third right now. Well, heck, I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know what the pressure is going to be. You don't know whether it's going to be cloudy. You don't know if it's going to be warm or not. So you just can't make those claims, but there are generalizations of <clears throat> increases in, deer behavior and increases in actual breeding that then changes deer behavior that we do want to talk about and basically build hunt strategies around. And that can be generally broken down into some date ranges based on your location, but that's really as, as deep as it can go. And truthfully, that's as deep as it needs to go. Anything beyond that really is just kind of fluff and thrown in there um, to just kind of catch some attention what would you say to that, Adam? I would agree wholeheartedly. <clears throat> um, I, I, I if, as we talked pre-show, it is to 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 predict the days of peak. You know, hunting the rut. First off, you know we'll define the rut and what that stands for. But let's just say in 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 really what the target here is is which days you should hunt based on the best movement of deer is what, you know, somebody's setting down in September or October and trying to look ahead at a calendar and say, these are the best days to hunt. And if you're doing that, chances are that if you see a rut forecast and and what what they're trying to accomplish here is um they they're trying to say that the days you should be in the stand but we don't know what the weather's going to be we don't know if it's going to be rainy windy hot sunny cool <clears throat> we don't know what they're know what they know is the date historical peak breeding and ultimately moon phase i don't know what else you could is there anything else I'm missing, Matt? What 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 else could you know for sure when you sit down and try to do a rut prediction in early October? No, there there wouldn't be anything else um, besides that historical data and just knowledge of deer biology and what's what's yeah. going to take place once you have that that average uh, conception date. I had to sit quietly through your whole 
your whole spill there because neighbor had their dog in the backyard and I think I scared it. I said something and it barked. I was like, whoop, I'm going to sit here quietly until it goes back inside before it starts barking again. So anyway, no, I mean, that, that's, that's, and, that's and so not, like when I see a rut prediction right. and it's so, and it's weeks out from peak rut in the Midwest or, or you can just say peak, peak rut, you know, a blanket statement. These, these are the days you should hunt. And, and, and then you're just like, you're broadcasting it to cover all the Midwest, the mid Atlantic and the Northeast and the, and the great lakes region. It's kind of laughable. Cause it's like, there's a lot of variance in not a ton, oh. but at the same time, it's like, you know, weather is totally different throughout that. Um, some of that, well, especially if you get in the South and you get in all kinds of different, I mean, where I was at in Florida, the, the, uh, rut is in, uh, is in late December. In yeah, January, I, mean, I was talking to uh, Will Goolsby a couple of days ago, and I was like, I said something like, "Yeah, you know, getting uh, getting cranked up here." He goes, "Yeah, kind of." So, oh, that's right. You're actually you're kind of southeast Alabama, and we're we're talking January time frames, uh, late January for for peak rut down there. And it's yeah. like, nope, sorry. <laughs> and that's why <what>, that <laughs> was a conversation bro. I brought up with landowner in Florida. When, and you think about, because they, he was talking about the pressure, just the pressure of, of pushing these deer to where you just, you know, by the time the rut kicks in, you, you've hunted a place for three months. Mm-hmm. Season opens up in October. Yep. And yep. you've hunted October, November, December, and the rut doesn't happen until the end of January? Like, holy cow. You you've different, done different pushed game. things everywhere, mm-hmm. and and so like, you know, for me, I don't pay a lot of attention to the rut f- predictions because you know it's based on moon phase. A, a lot of it, when you look at it, and they're like, okay, cross off the days that are full moon, because that's the old adage of of rut, right? Um, and yep. deer behavior, you you don't hunt them on a full moon. So cross those days off. Okay, where's the new moon at? Oh, well, it doesn't really line up with the end of October, the first few weeks of November. So let's go with the best case we have. Okay, uh, quarter moon. Let's go with the quarter moon, November 2nd. Okay, so the days to hunt are November 2nd through the 4th. Those are the peak days. And you're like, yeah, but what if the weather's hot and the weather's better when it's a, a full moon? And you get a nice cold front. Well, I would st- I would take those days, regardless. Yeah. And and there's definitely factors that like outweigh or trump other factors. Weather being a huge one, uh, opposed to like just the day that's called out. You know, a month in advance. Like, yeah, I need to play into that way more than the moon phase. We got a cold front. It's a twenty degree temp- temperature change. You're going from. 10 degrees, 10 degrees above average for that time frame to 10 degrees below, I could care less what the moon is doing. I'm hunting the, the below average by 10 degree day. Yeah. By That's... far. And, and probably experience, you know, some, some great just general deer movement, but that doesn't mean though you're also going to experience a buck chasing a doe and, and you could hunt on, let's say the poor weather day, and potentially just be in the exact right spot where a hot doe moves through and you have some wild encounters. It's just all over the place. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's all over the place. And so, like, 
you know, when somebody asks me, because everyone's got a different life. Everybody walks <laughs> in different shoes and has a different work work schedule and a different family. And so it's very hard to say, you know, this is when you should hunt. Um, and so this is what I'll, I'll, I'll try to do my best to like, if I were, you know, working a nine to five, five days a week and I had to have weeks out, uh, notice to take days off, it's a pretty good, what I, in my experience, what I have found is it's a pretty good, there is a pretty good chance that you're going to encounter some good hunting regardless of the weather and regardless of the moon phase if you do that in you know the first few weeks leading up to prime rut peak breeding if and so for example um here in the southern missouri i believe based on past fetal scale measurements and hunting for this part of the world for years that peak breeding prime rut not prime rib prime rut is peak rut i should say peak yeah. breeding when the most does will be bred through the fall in that bell-shaped curve of of does getting bred there's a few early ones that get bred there's a few leading up and then most of them get bred in this three four day window five day window and that is November 10th through the 15th, right there. That's that's where most people would say the uh, lockdown phase, where everything seems kind of weird. Um, but if you're hunting close to cover, there's really no such thing because they're moving like crazy. They're just next to cover, um, dense cover, and so and then it kind of tapers off. And there's a few does, more does getting bred, and then there's a little bump, you know, 28 deer, 28 days later after that kind of po that peak. Um, with you know missed cycles or deer that didn't get bred, does that didn't get bred, cycle again. Um, sometime fawns in December, in fawns reach uh, sexual maturity and they can come uh, and they're now receptive. Sometime in that December standpoint, that's through a lot of the Midwest, um, but I'm not going to say everywhere. But there's you know give or take a few days, a week or two, uh, or a week. That's probably pretty accurate, and so. I would choose, if I have, you know, I have to say, in September I take my vacation, I'm going to say, you know, historically that first week of November is prime time. And you just hope for good weather. But as long as you're in a tree and you've got the right wind, they're still going to do it. They're still going to chase. And so there is no magic in saying, you know, um, I really need... This is where the when everything lines up in a, in a in a in a forecast is saying today is a good day to hunt. There's a lot of variables, historical variables meaning peak breeding when when are does getting bred the most. You know, you, traditionally I like to hunt pre rut rather than peak rut because there's a lot more chasing and and deer moving around. Um, they're not locked down in dense cover. Now, that is still great to hunt, but they have bigger ranges. They're m- covering more ground. Um, and then you just try to find the days with the weather, with the right wind and the right cool front that's going to get them to move. Um, yeah. And, and that's really what you're trying to predict and hunt 
fortunately for us, our our work schedule allows us. Our bosses are pretty lenient on that, and so um, if if we see in a seven day forecast that there's a cold front coming six days ahead, we're like, that's when we're hunting, and we're able to to get in a stand like we are tomorrow on a Monday. Yep. And I think that I'm going to backtrack for a second here, but when we're talking the basis of, of rut predictions, they have to guys. And, and this, this is something that doesn't change from year to year, but you have to start with that average conception date, which is again, going to be termed as your peak rut when the most does are bred, then you can work forward and backward from, from that time frame to determine when you have, pre-rut and post-rut activity but <clears throat> whether it was 1996 or it was 2002 or 2022 the the rut in your region took place at the same time you don't have to be in a tree stand you don't have to have an observation of a buck breeding a doe or bucks chasing does or anything like that for you to determine whether the rut took place or not it did fawns mm-hmm. were born the same time the following spring so it doesn't matter what it is that you saw or you observed i think that's the most important like hurdle for a lot of people to get past is just because you don't witness let's say an intensity of a rut based on your time in the tree or based on weather or based on other outside influences that doesn't mean it didn't happen so we just have to go with the fact that yeah, I guess you know, fawns are born the same time every single year. So that means they're bred at the same time every single year. And that's the basis for our, our rut predictions. And like you're now going into, Adam, you know, if we have, if we have the, uh, let's say the most opportunity and um, where, where bucks are on their feet, <clears throat> they're pursuing, um, they're chasing, they're still hitting scrapes, they're moving quite a bit during daylight, um, and really going and checking every doe that they encounter because really that that's the point in the season where the least amount have been bred. So they're really active and not being locked down. Well, then that's the time frame where they're most vulnerable, vulnerable to be harvested. So it's easy then just to say, okay, science is, and then it's relation to deer behavior is going to really tell me every single year, what's going to be happening during that time frame but also when I really want to be out. And you said earlier, 11th through the 14th or so in our region is, is pretty much just peak. Like that's when the majority of those are breeding. So the two weeks prior to that, I get really excited. So it encompasses a little bit of late October and then all the way through till about Veterans Day. And then some things start to change a little bit. You start, stop seeing as much buck activity and doe yeah. activity it just kind of slows down you could still have chasing you could still have some great stuff but man if you're not tight tight to betting then you really are limiting your chances during yeah. that win just and again it's just deer behavior it, it, it happens all the time mm-hmm. at the same time every single year yep same time <laughs> like, every single like year might happen but, in daylight might happen after dark we hope for some of both and, and it might happen on the other ridge, though, too, or it might yeah. happen down in the bottom and you're not there. Yeah. Uh, but or it, it is, might happen it in that th- that five-acre clear cut that you think is too thick to even worry about hunting, and you're like, where's all the deer at? <laughs> yes. 
Yes, exactly. Um, and I'm glad you brought that point up because too, like if, if you're one of the clients listening um, or you're a listener who's, who's actively doing and, and putting in, you know, great habitat um, and you have those dense areas, what you see from year to year is also going to change because now you, you're offering something different. You're offering new cover um, that deer haven't previously had. So you, you and your hunting technique or style in and around those areas should change in relation to, um, you know, the, the, what deer are doing, um, whether it's peak post or pre-rut. Yeah. <clears throat> so what, what is quickly your, your, let's say go-to style way to hunt the, the, pre-rut you've yeah. identified that that's the time frame i really would like to be off um if you can get lucky and 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 you know have a cold front that just coincides with that even better but mm -hmm. what kind of hunting type style yeah. or setup are you really going to be locked into well i think this that's a great question i think that has a lot to do with um now, I'm going to cover something to second part of my answer to that. For me personally, and what I'm trying to identify, you know, I love my favorite month of the year is October, meaning that is the last 15 days of October and the first 15 days of November. That's my favorite stretch. That's my favorite month. Um, because if I said November is my favorite month, I would I would be lying to you because I'm not really fond of the latter part of November. Leaves are down, fall colors over, it's starting to go into winter. Nah, not not my favorite. First part of October is hot, usually warm, and it's not any fun. So it's that 30 days, last 15 of October, first 15 of November. In that time frame, a lot changes. And the latter part of it means we're going into Missouri firearm season, and and then it's like after that all, all heck breaks loose because it's just all kinds of pressure for a while. So for me, I try to identify the first the first part of that into the in through that whole thirty days. I look at weather, and so there's days where the weather is really good, but I have the wrong wind, so I don't hunt. There's days that are really good, and I have the right wind. I am for sure hunting. And fortunately, we're blessed enough to where we have that flexibility with our schedule to do that. If I were to, you know, if I'm trying to find the days to hunt, but the, the conditions, let me phrase it like this. I key in more on those cold fronts with the right wind, October 15th, October 20th, October 25th. Gets closer to Halloween. I'm more lenient on the weather because I don't need that drop in the weather, that cold front, to get deer on their feet because now it's starting to happen regardless of the weather, and they're going to be moving in daylight because now it's just, on average, it's cooler than it was October 15th or the first part of October. So regardless, they're just moving more in daylight because it's just, on average, it's cooler because we're going later into fall. So and I more, personally... More and more does are, yeah, are becoming, becoming receptive. receptive. Or or bucks are starting to feel it more. Um, you know, the first part of October, you're seeing like right now, we're getting a lot of pictures of younger bucks nudging does, chasing does, and it's and it's three and a half year old there too. What I have not seen is a four and a half year old running around chasing a doe. That's coming very soon, but it hasn't happened yet. 
And so yeah. as you get closer to the end of October, that's what I'm like, okay, you know, I can hunt. I've got the right wind. Even though it's not a 20-degree do- drop in average from one day to the next, I'm still going. And that's kind of how I base it off of. As I get closer to the end of October, the 1st of November, regardless of the weather, as long as it's not 90 degrees like it has been in some cases where we get a really hot spell, I'm going if if my schedule allows. Um, and that's really, for me, that's how it, how it keys in on. What I think, wow, this is... You know, my house has changed a lot over the years. You probably can hear it. Maybe you can't. But used to, you'd sit out here and you'd never see jets, like, low. And now, I don't know why, but there's, like, new flights into, into Springfield where they're flying, like, right over the top of me. And the airport, you know where the airport's at, man. It's a good, what, 30-minute 30, 30 drive from here? Yeah. But by golly, they come in low. Um, so, anyway, this it is where I think, think- – Makes me think of the hunt last year when you killed Goofy. That was a yeah. late October. That was a late October um, hunt, and I remember wearing t-shirts into that tree, yep. hanging the set, um, and it not being a super. It was not a cold evening, right? No. But the deer behavior and what was seen and the frequency that was that was you know we were expecting <clears throat> it yeah. happened. And, um, you know, you were able to grunt a buck in a, a four and a half year old buck yeah, to 25 yards or something like that. Like it wasn't the special miracle type weather cold front, like we're going to experience this week, but it was the right time of the year. And we saw, let's say that buck was pursuing yeah. late October. He was pursuing a group of does that had just moved by. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that was a perfect, perfect scenario. Yep, <laughs> exactly. And so that's where it's like, you know, the, the wind was right. The time of the year was getting right. The temperature wasn't quite right. But what did we do, Matt? We got in close to where we thought they were betting. Yep, very much so. We didn't hunt a food source. We didn't sit on the no. food plot and in a blind and say, ah, oh, we took the saddles. And we went in, and we got close, and and ultimately close. it it, it yeah. paid off. Close uh, to betting, and and close to a pinch point with a with a pretty much a, a cliff that they had to go around. Yeah, and so it's transition zone with a pinch point, uh, a natural topography feature, and those transition zones away from food. <clears throat> we'll probably say this as we're talking about you know the the next phase more so than this one, but. As as you roll from October on into the peak and 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 honestly into some of the post rut, um, I find myself migrating farther and farther and farther away from food, yeah. and getting in the cover with them. Like yeah. you're there or just downwind or in between, yeah. but you're migrating farther and farther off food. Yep, yep, and and so for me, that's where I think. This is where I th- guys who historically killed good deer and everybody wonders how in the world they continue to do it. And this isn't all of them, but the benefit to having multiple farms to bounce around on, like Chad and I, the family farm and what we bought is all one big piece. So we're hunting the same deer. Um, there's a lot of deer that are on the family farm that are also on, on, our, on the farm we bought. And so it's not like we have, and it's not like access points are drastically different. Um, 
and that's where like tomorrow we were planning on you know tomorrow I was like I, I'm gonna go after I'm going after the ten point that we're chasing, but I kept looking. I looked at my app and it said South Southwest, which is perfect for the stand I wanted to get into. But for whatever reason, my app and Matt and Chad will both say their app that we all use use the same app. For whatever reason, on one feature of it, the 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 wind is wrong, and it, so it, it forecasts it in the complete opposite direction. Or, yeah, or it visually shows in the complete opposite direction. And so I looked and I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." And I talked to you, and you've got that one going on, moving on the on your lease. And it was like, "Well." That's awesome. I know we both should go. And they were like, but it's north-northwest. Well, pff, I, I don't have a good stand. I, I mean, I can go to a stand, but it's more intrusive for October 17th than I would like. So I'm just going to back out. I'll go film you. And, well, and, and intrusive from a morning, too. Yeah. Like, that with a morning hunt, it, it, it would be intrusive. In yeah. the evening, not as much. No, in the evening, it'll be great. But at the same time, it's like, what? No, okay. Um, I'm filming you because I just can't pull it off. And that's where if you have some of these guys that historically just move around and kill is like, like Greg and Casey. They've got multiple farms that you got the cold front and the right wind. Let's move to a different farm. and We'll go out to the number one yep. over on that farm. Yep. And, and that's where I, I hope people don't ever try to, you know, and they, and they do because that's just human nature, but compare – the success another guy's having with you and why he's got it different. And, and a lot of that is, I've said this for years and I'll continue to say it, but if you if you want to kill, the recipe to kill giant deer consistently is have a good farm and have enough time to hunt it. And yeah. you can put skill way down the list. Skill doesn't rank at the top. It requires a little, but the most important thing is having a really good, a really good farm and the time to hunt it. And, Time and discipline to hunt it. Yeah, well, it, 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 it's, you know, if you're somewhat smart, you can hunt it somewhat stupid and just be out there a lot and it be a great farm and you're going to run into one sooner or later. And, you will. And, and that's where it's like people all the time, well, what's he doing up there? Well, he's got the time. And I'm not saying I'm just anybody. Well, what's he doing down there? What? What? Well, he's got a lot of time in the stand and it's a good farm. Um, and that's, that, that's kind of the recipe and, uh, for, for, and if you've got multiple farms, even better. Um, but like for us, for what I'm doing on the, on this 10 is like, nope, it's the wrong win. I got to wait till tomorrow night to go after him. And maybe we will tomorrow might be a day of days. Maya, uh, Maya, Matt, um, uh, <laughs> I called you, I called you Maya, <laughs> oh, Tomorrow might be the day of days. Wouldn't that be fun? You go after one and and get him in the morning, and we rally, and we go and kill another one in the afternoon. I'm I'm not necessarily forecasting that, but I do have a very good feeling about tomorrow. I Shoot, think I killed my a, buck on an in the evening last year, so um, yeah, it could happen. <laughs> and and we we killed we killed deer back to back days uh, in the past too, uh, early November um done done that before so who knows what what's to come on it but it's a it's a fantastic day but i, I want to make that? a point that oh, was that gosh. the kansas that wasn't the kansas deal was no it? that was that was um that was um i actually what, killed what, what buck was what 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You and killed the doll heart, and then I killed it, and then I killed up there in, in uh, oh the Ruby Ridge, basically. Yep. Yep. What, what is now called Ruby Ridge? Yeah. Nice. Um. But so basically, like when it, when it's on, it's just like yeah, I, I'm 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 going. But what I think a lot of people may be more prone to do is is let's say for your instance, Adam, is um. You you're opted because the stand setups aren't aren't great for a northwest, um, and but the morning's going to be probably really good. We got low, we got good wind speeds, we've got high pressure, cold fronts in. Like it's here, it's set up. It, a lot of people would say, okay, but I'm going to go find the northwest stand hunt. Like I, I'll go saddle hunt, I'll go hang and hunt. Like I have to be in the woods tomorrow, yeah. but that's where those those the issue kind of comes in of now you're beginning to force something and it's only october 17th like you still have time the deer that i hopefully will encounter and shoot tomorrow has been moving and appeared there a lot during the in the mornings where it seems like the buck you're chasing is evening pretty frequently um on in that area so Heck, he's actually there Evening, a lot. <laughs> right after dark. Yeah. but yeah, not, um, not daylight. Because he was daylight in that plot that we're talking about going to in the morning a few days ago. Yes. So. Yes. But it, it's it's one where that discipline that still kind of filters in here and realizing it's a great cold front, but it's still relatively early. There's a lot of fantastic hunting and days to to come um, in, in the weeks to follow. This, no doubt really cold front too yeah i'm excited man it's gonna be fun and hopefully uh, everybody follows along on social media as well as here on the podcast and um man yeah rut prediction 2022 um don't read into anything else besides the average conception date what activity is going to to precede that and and follow that and and get out there and be smart and diligent about what it is that you're doing and just realize, hey, I, I just need to be worried about what's happening in a deer's mind and how their their behavior is going to, you know, uh, what, what I'm going to observe so I can make the best stand selections out there. Everything else doesn't really matter uh, when you're out there during the rut and, um like it's just one of those things be out there and be where you need to be let the rest happen no doubt yep all right guys we appreciate you we'll catch you next week see you guys